0: when I was at my lowest low, and I was like, "I don't even want to go to this appointment." That was the point where I really started, like the suicidal ideation kind of kicked in like the thoughts, my husband would be better without me. My kids would be better without me. Like they need a new mom. like any any woman out there could do this job better than me.
1: Ever feel like you suck at this job? Motherhood, I mean, have too much anxiety You belong here, friend. We're so glad you're here. Welcome to Failing Motherhood. My name is Danielle Bettman, and on today's episode, I'm thrilled to be joined by my good friend Loren. Loren is a mama to three beautiful daughters, ages 9, 7, and almost 2. She's a phenomenal interior designer and has a huge heart to serve through hospitality. Her charcuterie trays are always on point. Loren was a huge advocate of mine, pushing me to start wholeheartedly and allowing me to use her as my guinea pig. I'm so grateful for her willingness to share her heart with us today. Welcome, Loren.
0: Hi. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to talk with you.
1: I can't wait. Okay, so we could and have talked about all things motherhood all day long, so we'll have to keep things organized for the sake of our listeners' time. (laughs) So let's cut to the chase. Have you ever felt like you were failing motherhood?
0: Oh my goodness. Yes. Numerous times every single day. (laughs) Okay.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So you're a perfect candidate for the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) So was, was everything smooth sailing and then it went off the rails or what did that look like for you? What was early motherhood like? Early motherhood
0: was really challenging for me. We, my husband and I, got pregnant with our first very early in our relationship. And the way that I had always visualized becoming a mother, it was when I was older, when I had my stuff together, when I had a career, when I knew a thing or two about a baby. Um, And so I, I just felt as if I was thrown into this completely unprepared. And I always had this nagging, idea or thought that like God somehow messed up. Like he Mm. gave the kids to the wrong person. I was not fit for the job. So yeah, early motherhood was constantly challenging for me. And then I went through postpartum depression and had no idea what it was. And I thought I was a terrible mother even more because of that, because I was always tired and exhausted. I didn't know how to ask for help. I up until the time that I had my first daughter, I, I think I had maybe babysat other people's kids a handful of times, but knew nothing about kids, like had no kids in the family, nothing. I also didn't, I didn't have any friends that were having kids at the same time as me. So I had, you know, like my, my mom who raised a child, (laughs) my mother-in-law who was absolutely amazing. Um, But they were also very hands-off in the way that they didn't want to tell me how to parent. Which, looking back, was good. But at the time, I just constantly felt like I was drowning. And I had no idea where to look for how to parent, how to be a good mom.
1: That sounds lonely. It was so lonely. So you already felt that way before she was born? that that there was a mistake and you weren't prepared for it and you didn't feel adequate.
0: Yes. Yep. I was really, really excited when I found out that I was pregnant. But I think that hand in hand with that excitement was, of course, the fear. Like, oh, my goodness, how am I going to do this? Joe and I were not married at the time. And I I felt very confident in our relationship. But I think it was just all of the outside voices that kind of made me think, like, oh, my goodness, this is a bad thing. Like, like everybody's saying, what? You're not married? Like, what if this? What if that? What if all of these things? And so it just made me terrified.
1: Understandably so. Yeah. Did you have, like, any context for what was going on those first few years?
0: No. Oh. I, I wish I could say that I was reading books. I think I read a book about discipline, which um, was not the best book to be reading when I had, like, a six-week-old. <laughs> <laughs> good intentions. Yeah. I mean, I, I had no idea. I didn't know, like, what I should be reading. I re- I had a really good book about pregnancy and what was happening, and I followed, like, Baby Center. So once in a while, I got, like, posts as far as, here's what your baby's doing, I tried to look it for things on Pinterest about how to be a good mom, mm-hmm. and that just like made things so much better. <laughs> I'm sure that's what Pinterest not. is known for. <laughs> um, so yeah, I wish I could say that I had a book, but I did not even know where to look or what to do or yeah, where to start. And my attempts at at getting on the right page, like reading books, I mean, I. I chose the wrong book. And so I was like, all these parenting books suck. All they're telling me is like how to teach my kid to save money and how to pull them out of a grocery store if they're being naughty.
1: (laughs) Not helpful.
0: (laughs) Not helpful and does not even apply, like with a six-week-old. Yeah. (laughs) Although for a minute I thought like, should I be disciplining her? Like that doesn't seem right.
1: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So then what happened um, If you were isolated, drowning, not knowing what's going on, what happened next?
0: Then I heard about you. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's not that's, what came next. <laughs> no, that is what came next. I was in a, like a, almost like a, um just a networking group that my good friend and I started. And it was, we talked mainly about, like, business and how to be more productive as entrepreneurs and things like that. And one girl in the group, Nikki, came over one day to our meeting and she said, I just came from this thing and here's what they talk about. This girl, this woman that leads it is amazing. She showed us pictures of her house and like what it looks like when people are coming over and what it looks like regularly. And she was just going on and on and on about you, Danielle. And I was like, oh, my gosh, I want to meet her. I want to go to this group. Like, tell me where it is. So she told me, and I started going to Mama Bunch. And that was, like, so,
1: so life-changing for me. What about it was life-changing?
0: Um, I, I never knew until I went to Mama Bunch that other moms struggled like I did. Like, mm. had no idea. Oh. Looking back, it blows my mind, and and I thought that I was – I mean, once I realized that other people were struggling, I thought, okay, well, I'm the only one who ever felt like I was the only one. Oh. But I'm finding more and more that that is not the case. Yes. Yes. And it is so, like – it's just heartbreaking in a sense, but then I also get, like – I. People probably think I'm crazy because they just mention things like my sister will say something. I'm like, no, like you're not the only one. And I get so excited like just because she's – I love seeing them bring their fears to light and realize they're not alone. Yeah, And that's exactly what Mama Bunch did for me.
1: Because it takes like that power away when you bring it to light and you talk about it. Like all of that, f- like fear and control, just kind of becomes neutralized. Then, absolutely, yeah. Which is like the whole heart of this podcast as well—is talking about those hard things so that other moms don't feel like they are the only one
0: yeah. that's having
1: a hard time, or the only one that feels like they're the only one. <laughs> oh, I that's love that it. is heartbreaking, though. Like to know that there are so many moms out there feeling like they're feeling and not having anywhere to go with those feelings, not having the conversations or the connections or the friendships that Mm -hmm. validate those feelings in them. And now even worse with the pandemic, I feel like we're so disconnected that all we have is the internet and that is just not great. Oh, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I absolutely agree. So, so what changed then once you started going to Mama Bunch?
0: I feel like the change at Mama Bunch was so gradual and I feel like there were so many things that I wasn't quite ready to hear or to move on yet. I just I felt like that first season, probably the 6 months or even a year I kept going because I knew that I wanted to be there. And I came away feeling so much better. But I just remember hearing all of these things. And like one of them, our good friend Chloe had said, another mom was sharing how much she admired the way that a friend of hers handled her child. And she said, she's just so patient. And I wish I could be like that with my kids. And Chloe stopped her and said, no, like, like, you are the perfect mom for your child. Your child would probably not respond if you were like that other mom. And mm. she, she said something to the effect of, like, God specifically chose you to be the mother for your children. And that, like, now, thinking about it and saying it, I'm just like, whoa. But when I heard it, the first time, I, I just remember thinking, huh, that's really cool that that applies to that other mom. And I just tucked it away in my mind, and I'm so happy that I did because, like, right when I needed it, it, like, just hit me in the face.
1: And when was that?
0: That was when I started to see my therapist.
1: Okay. So you
0: sought out therapy, which is good. I, I felt like I cannot – I just felt like I could not get any lower. Honestly, it was the most depressed and the hardest time of my life. I felt like, and it was all made up in my head. I felt like my relationship with my husband was failing. I felt like a terrible mom. I felt like I could not be a good wife, no matter how hard I tried. And I really felt like every single thing that I tried to do, it was just not getting me anywhere. Um, and I started to become suicidal. I was like starting with suicidal ideation at that point, And it's like, okay, I have to go see somebody. So I finally got the name of a therapist and started going to a therapist. Good for you. Thank you. So I went into therapy absolutely desperate and like, I cannot get any lower. I will do anything that it takes to get better. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, which was honestly a really good spot to be and one of I mean we've talked about this before, one of the most precious times of my life because it was when I was in that spot that I really grew closer to God and I realized like I I can't get my value or my worth or my I can't depend on anything other than Him. Mm. So just that desperation.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, so much beauty can come out of that.
0: Yes, and I always thought I – I don't know if you remember, um, we met at Starbucks, and you – I always thought, like, I can't go to God and tell him, like, what I need. I just thought that I couldn't do that. It's like, I need to have, like, he's given me so much. I need to be grateful. How could I ask for more type of mentality? But God, please help me find my keys. Like, that sort of thing. And so through talking to you, I – like you taught me that I could go to him and just be like, God, like, I, you have to do something. Like, I need you. I absolutely need you. And that was the cry of my heart for such a long time.
1: Mm, I love that. Cause I don't even remember what we talked about at Starbucks that day. Do you? I do. Yes. I think I emailed
0: you or I texted you because you shared a mom a bunch, your story about, um, Just your faith. Mm
1: -hmm. And I
0: was in a point where I was like, I don't have faith like that. And you were the only person I knew who just shared so matter-of-factly. And so, like, here's what I believe. Here's what I know to be true. And here's how it is. And so I emailed you and I was like, I want that. I am doubting things. I am lost. And I want that. Can you please meet me for coffee? Mm -hmm. I was so excited to get that email.
1: I do remember that. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Yeah, because that was at the same time that you had come in as like a guest on a Sunday to like the church that we were at. And so I I was also doing guest services as well as like the mom's group. And it was it was really fun for me because I saw Mama Bunch as a ministry. Like that was the reason why I was so bold about sharing my faith in those meetings is because I wanted it to permeate more than just mom life, you know, and I knew that that potential was there because of the vulnerability of those groups and because of me going first, sharing the hard things, being so honest, like that's the only way that you can allow people to feel comfortable enough to trust you and be honest. And so I felt like it was all of that paying off getting to meet you and hear your story and be able to kind of connect over that summer.
0: Oh, my goodness. I loved it. And I, I'm i so happy that you did that because now I have such an amazing group of friends. Like, like I start bawling when I think about the friends that we have and just how awesome you guys are.
1: They're pretty great. <laughs> yes.
0: Absolutely. Shout out. Shout out to yes. your
1: friends. <laughs> <laughs> So back to therapy, what happened there? So I
0: don't think that I learned uh, very much leading up to when I decided to quit going to that therapist for good. I went to a few appointments and there were a few things here and there that just did not sit right with me. And I'm happy, I'm looking back, I'm happy that they didn't because I started I think when I went in, I was like, she has all the questions. She's the professional. She knows what to do. She knows everything. And so I went in like fully trusting this person. And there were just kind of like some red flags where I'm like, uh, I, I feel like that's not the truth or not that she was lying to me, just it wasn't the truth according to God and how he views me.
1: Mm. So it was planting little seeds of doubt kind of?
0: Yes, it did. Yeah. So, and then when I was at my lowest low and I was like, I don't even want to go to this appointment. That was the point where I really started like the suicidal ideation kind of kicked in like the thoughts. My husband would be better without me. My kids would be better without me. Like they need a new mom. Like Mm -hmm. any, any woman out there could do this job better than me. So those started kicking in and I went to my therapy appointment and up to that point, the appointments were so bad with her that I had to have like a scheduled phone call afterwards. Mm. Um and, and so I went in and I told her I laid it all on the table. I was like, I just feel like I am failing. And she she stopped everything and she looked at me and I was like, Oh my gosh, she's gonna like speak, speak truth into me. She's gonna tell me that I'm actually doing a good job. And she goes, She said, like, Well, maybe. You're just not a natural mother.
1: <gasps>
0: and I was absolutely crushed. Like I don't even know how I made it to the parking lot. I bawled the entire way home. Oh,
1: my heart breaks for you every time I hear this story.
0: I, I, like looking looking back. I know it was the breaking point that I needed. And I am so happy that I had God. And so should I go on with like what happened from there or? Yeah.
1: Like how did you deal with that? I
0: bawled the entire way home. I got home and I was still bawling. And I then started Googling what a natural mother was. I'm like, is that even a thing? Like, Is this a term that I just have not heard before? Is this, is there a world of natural mothers, like a club that I didn't even know about? Like, Yeah. Is that why I didn't have any like mom friends up until this point? Like what? I mean, I had you guys, but up until before that. Yeah. So I started Googling it and surprisingly from what I found, it is an actual thing. And it is, I guess the idea that... And I don't even know if this is, you know, like a prevalent idea, if a lot of people feel this way, but I found those few articles um, that kind of you either have it or you don't. Like there are some women who are natural mothers and love motherhood and they're good at it. And then there are just others who aren't, who don't have that gene, basically. Lies. Straight
1: up lies. (laughs) Yes.
0: Yes. Yes. And so I called my husband bawling because I was seriously, like, just wanting to check out. Yeah. Just, like, she validated all of my worst fears,
1: and she's the professional. Yeah. That's the worst nightmare scenario. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It was terrible. So I called my husband, and he – I thought that he would – run home and comfort me. And that—that that is what I thought when I called him, but he is so, so, so wise. He said, you need to hang up with me right now and you need to call your Al-Anon sponsor and you need to talk to her about this. And that I feel like was another one of those moments that was just so pivotal in my, the trajectory of like everything from mm-hmm. then on. So I hung up with him and I called my sponsor, my Al-Anon sponsor, even though I was bawling and her name is Mary. And she, she just told me, she's like, okay, like that was not very nice of her to say. And she really gave me a game plan of like, here's what I want you to do. I want you to get your like cutest outfit on. I want you to do your hair. I want you to go buy dinner for your family and I want you to light a candle and Play some music while you cook dinner and then just love on those girls. Mm. And you did? I did. Yes. Because yeah. I was at that point where I'm like, okay, well, it's either this or I kill myself. Like, yeah. I'll, I'll go to Trader Joe's. Okay. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> you chose well. Thank you. <laughs> and it was really at that point where that seed that Chloe had planted, as far as Like, you are the right mom for your children. It just started growing Mm
1: -hmm. and kind of
0: taking over. And I am so happy that that, like, just tiny little seed got dropped in my head that she said that because it is exactly what I needed in that moment. That and the support of my husband and my sponsor and just having those actionable steps of, like, okay, I can't stay at home. I need to get out. Mm-hmm. And then I told you about my Trader Joe's trip, which was just absolutely crazy to me. so i I went to Trader Joe's, and she said, "Buy yourself a bouquet of flowers." She's Love so that. good. She yes. gave me like these like <laughs> perfect instructions, to do this, 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 and this. So I bought myself a bouquet of flowers, and my my outfit, all of my laundry was dirty. So I wore my rehearsal dinner dress, (laughs) Mm. which was like, (laughs) I mean, it looked close to a wedding dress. Why not? I'm at Trader Joe's buying myself flowers and somebody runs up to me and he's like, are you buying those for yourself? I said, yeah, I am. Like, nobody's ever asked me that before. How would he even know that? And he goes, good for you. You deserve it. And so that was just one minute where I'm like, God, Yeah, that's such a bizarre conversation. It was. And then my husband's name is Joe, and I'm checking out with everything. And the guy, like, checking out my groceries goes, wow, Joe sure loves you. (laughs) I was like, are you referring to Trader Joe's? Like, what is going on here? What did – it was just crazy. So. After I got stuff for dinner, I had to head over to another store to grab, I think, a, a pan or something. And there was my. I think my sponsor did tell me, like, there are things that you enjoy doing with your girls. Just start doing those things. Forget everything that you are quote unquote supposed to do, and start doing those things that you truly that truly fill your cup as a mom. And one of them was having tea parties. Mm. which, I mean, I tried having a few tea parties that went terribly wrong. My four-year-old at the time was saying curse words that I had never heard come out of her mouth before <laughs> as she was pouring this tea. And so during that tea party, I, and that was before this whole thing, but during during that tea party, I remember thinking, like, oh, my goodness, this is such a beautiful moment. She's not even enjoying it. I'm not even enjoying it. Like, why Why is this not feeling right? And come to find out, we were using the tea set meant for dolls <laughs> instead, <laughs> instead of for humans. So... <laughs> Oh so gosh. that that is why. But anyway, I went to the store, I got a teapot and that teapot was our thing for the next few months. It was it was just like I I loved making tea and sitting down and having it with my girls and they thought it was so special and they loved it.
1: Mm. And drinking out of normal size cups?
0: Yes, <laughs> normal size cups. It <laughs> actually works when you do normal size cups. <laughs> <laughs> but that I feel like even that was just such a beautiful picture of what I do so many times in motherhood, and what I'm guessing other moms do too, and that is, we have such unrealistic expectations, and we we expect things to be a certain way, and it's just like, okay, well, they're not going to be that way because you don't even have like you're using a doll tea set, so
1: <laughs> yes. So that brings us to present day. Now, is there anything you still struggle with? Oh, absolutely. I think that there will always be things that I struggle
0: with as a mom. But I definitely feel like I have a firm foundation now. Everything else, I feel like I can put it into perspective. Mm. Because I I I think just knowing that that God chose me for my kids and that I am good enough for them. And just relying on that is
1: so I mean, life life changing. I don't know what other word to use. Hmm. So, do you find yourself coming back to that every time you kind of get like triggered with something? You feel like you're not doing good enough. Oh,
0: absolutely, yes. Or even even when I see other moms, I'm like, oh, I wish I could be more like that. I'm constantly reminding myself, like, no, that that works for their kids, and their kids need that for some reason. But my kids are different and God knew how they would be. And he knows how I am. Mm -hmm. And he's got this. So for instance, I love having white space in my schedule. And there are so many times that I wish that I was a mom who loved running and going to all the soccer games and all of the, you know, the dance competitions and dance practices. And I wish that I loved doing that for my kids And I'm constantly reminding myself, like, they may think that they need that or want that, but God knows better. If that were the case, like, we would not be paired together. Does Mm -hmm. that make any sense?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I struggle with that myself. I feel like there's times that I feel like I am not providing the experiences or opportunities that my kids need and i'm like withholding that from them or you know not being able to provide for them in the way the ways that they need and not showing up for them well but i know for my own sandy and the way that i function that it's just not possible mm-hmm. and then yeah there really is no other explanation than just knowing like then that has to be what's right for them too and Trying to just rest in that. Yeah. It's hard though, because I feel like every time there's a new opportunity or different things going on, or I meet a new mom that's just like killing it in a certain area, it just like, you know, pushes that sensitive button in me about, like, oh, am I sure? Am I sure about that? Like,
0: (laughs) yes, absolutely. It's so hard. I don't feel like you ever arrive. Absolutely. And I always used to think, um, that it was hard because I was doing it wrong. Like, mm. the whole parenting thing. I'm like, this is hard because I'm doing it wrong.
1: Yeah. Must
0: not be good. But talking to other moms, it's like, no, it's hard for everybody. It is it is challenging. And you you always say that. Like,
1: it is a tough job. Yes. It's tough when you're doing it right. It's almost yes. it's the, the opposite. Yes. Yeah, but there's definitely that misconception and that's devastating because it is not giving any credit where credit's due and it's not allowing you to see the good and focus on the wins and you know show up the ways you do best because you're so defeated and frustrated and self-deprecating if you really do feel like it's all your fault that it's not going well like that doesn't that doesn't bleed over and overflow to your child in a way that's healthier serving them
0: Yeah, that's so true.
1: So if you were to be able to give advice to a mom that's where you were a couple years ago, what do you wish you knew then or what advice would you want to share?
0: I I think going back to what helped me so much, and that is that you are the perfect mom for your kids. God specifically chose you for them, like their specific needs and their spirit and their just who they are and how they are. He chose you for them. Like I would want them to know that, and I would also want them to know that there there are loving moms out there who will share their wisdom and be supportive. And if anybody does not have a group of loving mom friends, I would strongly urge them to find it and keep searching until they find it. Like having the friends that I have now, if I knew that they existed and I hadn't found them yet, I would go to the edges of the earth to find them. Mm. Like seriously picture myself like in the Sahara desert Wrapped in scarves, like okay, where are you
1: guys?
0: <laughs> like,
1: <laughs> oh, that's phenomenal advice. That really is. But I didn't know those people existed either. Oh my! You goodness, know, up yes. until I had my like rock bottom breakdown with another group of moms, and I felt like they were going to rip me to pieces, and instead, they brought me meals and made me feel normal and that was life-changing for me. And I will never forget how loved I felt in that small group. That first time I like actually put myself out there and shared the really scary, vulnerable, fragile place I was at when my littles were really, really little. And knowing that there are places that you can be safe enough to open up and there are good people out there that will love you for being you, not you trying to put on a face that you are perfect and killing it and doing all the things. Yes. Oh <laughs> they my will goodness. love you even when you're a mess. And yeah, look for those people. They will be game changers for your sanity.
0: They will be. And also, I love what you said about being vulnerable because looking back at my experience and. In- the small group that I was in, I think that was when I really, like my heart really opened up to those friendships. I shared something. I shared about my depression and my anxiety that I was struggling with. And I remember looking around the room and thinking, oh my goodness, they're looking at me like, like I have two heads. They're never going to talk to me again. And I went back the next week and one of them said, thank you so much for sharing. Like you really helped me. And I struggle with the same thing. And that Whoa. was the first time that I was like, oh, my goodness. Like, I shared this part of me and you didn't run away. Like, that – I just felt so loved. And I felt like, okay, this is what real friendship is. Like,
1: yes. Yeah.
0: So I think there's so much power in finding that group and then being vulnerable within, mm-hmm. within that group. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, I I do feel like – like, I want other moms to know if if you are vulnerable and you say those things and other moms run away or don't talk to you, like, awesome. Then you can move on to the next group because those are not your people. Do not get sad about it. Yes. And I
1: think – Good point.
0: Also, know, know those other moms. Like, they could be doing that because of an insecurity that they have and it's not mm-hmm. – not so much because of you or that you are bad or broken. It's just what's going on with them. So keep yes. searching till you find those good friends.
1: Yes. Oh, that's so good. So, the last question that I'm going to ask every guest I feel like you've already spoken to a lot, but you can wrap up. How are you the mom that your daughters need?
0: Oh, I love that question. Okay. I, I think so much of it lies in my passions and then what really lights me up as a person. Like I love reading. And so we have reading parties and we throw down a ton of blankets and pillows and we just get cozy and read and that totally fills their cup. I love being outside in nature and I, I absolutely love like having a completely blank schedule and going super slow, doing whatever we want, really do feel like that is what they need. Especially my husband balances me out in all of those areas. Like he loves to go, go, go. And he loves running and he loves like moving from one thing to the next. And so my husband and I balance each other out. But also like, I know that my girls need all of those things from me.
1: So hmm I love hearing you own that because that is exactly the goal that I want every mom to get to that place of knowing what those things are, owning those things, doing them and feeling proud that you are filling in the gaps and, and meeting your kids right where they're at. And I know that your girls are so, so lucky to have you as their mom. I Thank just, you. I envy... Their childhood, in a lot of ways, because I just feel like it is so innocent and beautiful and creative. And like they just get to be themselves and explore and love books and have like fort parties and just do all the things that I wish I got to do when I was little. So (laughs) I think you're a phenomenal mom. I think you're doing amazing. Screw not being a natural mom. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, and thank you so much.
0: Like you have been an absolutely instrumental part of my motherhood journey. Like, yeah from the, from the first day that it started to change, and I heard about this Danielle girl. <laughs> 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 so thank you so no, much.
1: Yes, <laughs> I I loved the time that we got in that mom's group. I feel like it was the catalyst I needed to grow in a lot of ways that has gotten me to where I'm at today and given me the heart for moms that I have. And I'm just grateful that we have our friendship and that we've gotten to a place where we can look back and talk about how we've grown and learned and hopefully help another mom not spend as much time In that lost space of really just struggling and feeling like they are alone, and they're doing it wrong, and they're not cut out for it. Yeah. So thank you, thank you for having this time. I I really, really appreciate it.
0: It was wonderful.
1: Good. Okay. (laughs) I will see you super soon. Okay. See, don't you wish you were friends with her? She's the best. I hope you take her advice and seek out deeper relationships by taking the risk and being vulnerable. And always remember that you are the mom your kids need. Next episode, we'll hear from a psychologist who's written a book on imposter syndrome, which is when you feel unqualified or a fake and shares practical ways to combat that feeling in motherhood. You are the one helping this podcast grow. Subscribe, write a review, and share it with a friend. Thank you so much. I believe in you and I'm cheering you on.